We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Chargers Analytics with Arjun. I've been waiting to make this video the entire summer and it's finally here. So I'm here to tackle the biggest question of the Chargers offseason, which is, will Justin Herbert regress, right? I know a ton of fans expect Justin Herbert to have this MVP type season and people in the analytics community don't believe he will have that type of season. Instead, they will expect him to regress in this upcoming season. Now, I know um, I don't want to you know throw out any names, but I know PFF itself has made out of, made a bunch of articles and put out podcasts about expecting Justin Herbert to regress in some way. And, you know, the thing is a lot of the points that they bring up are actually valid, right? They have data to back up their claims. Now, I also decided to do a deep dive into this question and look into what they were actually investigating, right? So I'm here to answer the will Justin Herbert regress. And I have a lot of great points and graphs for you guys to look at. And you know, before we go into the data, I want you guys to keep in mind that this is my answer to the question. We can expect Justin Herbert to regress in areas he's expected to regress, right? But that doesn't mean he will regress as a quarterback overall. So keep that in mind while I'm going through you know, some of the data here that I'm, I'm going to pre present to you. So let me pull up the first uh, graph that I wanna share with you. So here we are looking at passing under pressure, right? So I know this is probably the main stat PFF has used uh, to really explain that Justin Herbert is going to regress next year. They have crowned him as the king of unstable metrics, right? And that is all true, right? Everything they have said about Justin Herbert and unstable metrics that he's expected to regress in is all true. And I took a look at some of the leaders in passing under pressure for the past five years, and all of them have regressed in the following year. So if you can see the blue bar represents the leader in passing under pressure and the yellow bar is who like it's is the passer rating of the person who led the previous year so you can see you know there's always a decrease from the leader in one year and then, and then what they're passing under pressure passer rating was the following year right so in 2016 it was Aaron Rodgers he had a 93.8 passer rating but then in 2017 he had a 73.9 right Tom Brady led in 2017 with a 96.6 dropped to 71.2. Deshaun Watson 2018 dropped, Drew Brees dropped, and now it's Justin Herbert's turn. So as you can see, there is expected to be some regression and passing under pressure. But there's also another side to it. Justin Herbert was the second most pressured quarterback 
uh, when he dropped back to pass in the league last year, despite missing an entire game, right? Second to Russell Wilson, I believe, right? So we can expect him to be pressured less just because Tom Telesco invested a ton of resources into this offensive line, right? Getting Corey Lindsley, drafting Rashawn Slater. We all know what he did. So we can expect that number of dropbacks where he's pressured to go down. And so hopefully the regression doesn't hit too hard, but he also has less times where he's pressured. And so he's able to throw from a clean pocket. The next thing I want to look at is really how good was Justin Herbert last year from an efficiency perspective, right? So again, I use EPA per play when I'm looking at quarterbacks and when I'm looking for offenses as a whole, it stands for, it stands for expected points added. And it's, it is the best way to measure efficiency and success rate for quarterbacks and offenses throughout the league and to help predict future play, right? So when we look at Justin Herbert last year, he ranked 16th when it came to EPA per play uh, in the regular season last year, right? So he was, you know, around a middle, middle tier quarterback around tier two, tier three, but I thought it was super interesting that he, that was this low. And I decided to actually increase the win probability um, period so that we're only looking at a 10% win probability to a 90% win probability, right? So right here, we're kind of only looking at quarterbacks when the game is competitive, where both teams either have between a 10% or a 90% win probability. And Justin Herbert goes from 16th to eighth when it comes to EPA per play, right? Like he was a really good quarterback when the game was competitive. And when the Chargers had between a 10% to 90% win probability, he was the eighth best quarterback in the league last year. And I was like, wow, that is, how did he make that jump? Like why was his rank so low when we looked at the game as a whole, but using only a 10% to 90% win probability, why did he jump up so much, right? So I'm gonna share another thing that I took a look at and that I did some research on, right? So right here, we are looking at the EPA per play for every single game in the 2020 season for Justin Herbert, right? So right off the bat, you can see down here that this Patriots game was horrible, right? To say the least, like this was one of the worst quarterback performances of the entire 2020 season. And this is ultimately the reason why Justin Herbert was so low when we didn't use any win probability periods, right? And we looked at the season as a whole and every game as a whole, right? So when I did some research, you know, Justin Herbert was legitimately the worst, had the worst quarterback performance in the league last year in any single game in terms of total EPA, right? So this is not looking at an average or not looking at a per play basis, but as a, in the game as a whole, he had like literally the worst quarterback performance out of any quarterback in the league last year with a negative 28.0813 total EPA performance that, that week. Now I was like, okay, so if he had that bad of a performance, why did his 10% to 90% win probability go from 16th place to eighth place, right? Well, if you can see right here, um, he had 55 dropbacks in this game, right? So, and out of those 55 dropbacks, only 15 of them came when the Chargers had between a 10% to 90% win probability. Only 15 attempts came when the Chargers actually were still in the game, right? Because we all know the Chargers got blown out by 45 that game, and they were, they were pretty much out of it for, let's say, like three-fourths of the game, right? So he had 40 attempts when the Chargers had less than a 10% win probability. The offensive line didn't do him any favors. The play calling didn't do him any favors. The special teams gave him shitty positions to start with, right? 
So that is ultimately why Justin Herbert made that big of a leap from 16 to 8th, because he had the worst quarterback performance out of any quarterback last year, but also had 40 attempts when the game was out of reach. All right. So the next thing I want to look at is actually going back to that whole idea of passing under pressure versus passing from a clean pocket, right? So as a, like, if you look at a quarterback, you, you should expect a quarterback to be able to pass better when he's throwing from a clean pocket versus when he's pressured, right? And Justin Herbert, ironically, had a better passer rating when he was pressured than versus a clean pocket. And this is something he definitely needs to improve on next year. But this graph shows why, you know, could, could be a reason why when he was passing from a clean pocket that he didn't have much success, right? So I want to thank my guy, uh, Ajay Patel8 on Twitter here. He made this graph by taking next-gen data and putting it all into this graph. And next-gen only provides data for individual receivers. So he did a bunch of work on this and made it so that we could look at separation for right, wide receivers, tight ends, running backs uh, for every single team in the NFL, right? So this also helps when looking at Justin Herbert's play from a clean pocket because the Chargers were the fourth worst team when it came to separating, right? So Herbert wasn't throwing to open receivers all the time. Like we know what Keenan Allen can do, but Mike Williams, T. Billy, J.G., K.J. Hill, Joe Reed. I mean, none of those guys were really separating after Keenan. Same thing with Hunter Henry and Austin Eckler. I mean, those Justin Herbert was throwing a lot of balls to contested receivers. And because he was somewhat accurate with those throws, he was able to fit those balls into receivers that had a defender on them because they couldn't separate, right? And I also want to point out, this is tracking data, right? So the tracking data is going to be the future of the NFL. And so this is very accurate data. While it, it is still in its early stages, it is probably more accurate than what you would see on, you know, uh, analytic or data collecting websites. So thank you, Ajay, for this graph. And again, this shows why Justin Herbert could have had a lower passer rating while he's throwing from a clean pocket. But again, that is something he needs to improve on for him to not regress uh, in 2021, just because throwing from a clean pocket is predictive and stable from year to year. Now, um, I'm going to go my, to my next point. So this point was brought up by uh, Eric Eager, also known as PFF Eric. Um, I got a ton of respect for him, and he wrote a really great article about Justin Herbert and what to expect from him in 2021. Now, I thought this was super interesting because this entire paragraph and section pertains to Justin Herbert, right? We all know Shane Steichen and Pep Hamilton, that entire offensive staff left. We have a new offensive staff. Joe Lombardi is the offensive coordinator. And he brought up the point that, you know, young quarterbacks don't do well when their play color changes from year one to year two. But I want to bring up something I think is super important. And I've always said that analytics doesn't paint the whole picture, right? You have to use film and a bunch of other factors to really do a deep dive into a player or a team. Since his sophomore year at Oregon, Justin Herbert has had to go through five different head coaches, five different play, like playbooks and five different schemes that he's had to work through, including this year. Like this is going to be his fifth year in a row where he has a new head coach and a new system to learn. Last year, he had one of the greatest rookie seasons of all time with a shortened offseason, and he came into training camp as the unquestioned number two quarterback, where he's the backup. He didn't have any time to gain chemistry with Keenan and Mike and all the receivers in the offensive line, right? But now he's going into an offseason with a new play caller, but he has a full offseason, right? He had OTAs, and now he's going to go into training camp as the unquestioned starter. And he's had time to build chemistry with Keenan, with Mike, to do a real deep dive into the playbook. And he knows what to expect from NFL defenses now, right? So that's why I say analytics doesn't paint the entire picture. 
But also you have to question whether Joe Lombardi was an upgrade over Shane Steichen. And I'll let you guys leave that in the comments. You know, tell me if whether you think Joe Lombardi is going to be an upgrade. And I didn't think Shane Steichen was that bad of an offensive coordinator. But outside of like the stupid halfback dives he called on third and one and fourth and one and, you know, the atrocious, atrocious uh, clock management at the end of the half. But, you know, other than that, he wasn't that bad of a play caller. So uh, thank you to PFF Eric for this. And if you run down some of these quarterbacks, I mean, how many of them are, were really top 10 quarterback talents going from year one to year two, right? Daniel Jones, eh, probably not. Dwayne Haskins, definitely not. Baker, yes. Darnold, yes. But he got a worse play caller with Adam Gase. Uh, Rosen, no. Lamar, yes, because we knew his potential. Trubisky, no. Jared Goff, I mean, he got... Jerry Goff got so lucky to get Sean McVay as his head coach. And he has a top, he had a top three play caller in LA. So he had that top 10 quarterback potential and the rest are no, except for Andrew Luck. Right. So we all know Justin Herbert has top 10, even top five QB potential, but you know, this, the rest of this list doesn't really depict who really had top 10 quarterback talent. And no one really showed the type of season Justin Herbert had outside of Baker Mayfield. Right. All right, so the next thing I want to look at is another point that PFF brought up. Justin Herbert was exceptionally well on third downs, and he was. I, I took a look at every single team in the NFL, and I plotted the EPA per pass versus the EPA per rush. So the X axis, the horizontal, is the EPA per rush on third downs, and the vertical, the Y axis, is the EPA per pass. So you can see the Chargers rank in the top left quadrant which is good passing and bad rushing. And we all know this, right? The Chargers literally couldn't run the ball on third downs because they had no offensive line to get a push, right? And they were really good on passing because Justin Herbert was that good of a quarterback last year on third downs. Now, I also looked at how stable this is from year to year, and this isn't stable, right? Carson Wentz had this type of year when he was, you know, uh, the MVP front runner in 2017, but then he regressed back to the mean in 2018. So we can expect some regression from Justin Herbert on third downs, but this also means we should be seeing some improvement on first and second down to kind of counteract, right, this third down regression. If he does better on first and second down, he won't be in this, he won't be in many third down situations, and instead, he'll have more of a chance to be more efficient on early downs. And the Chargers ranked 22nd in early down pass rate last year. And so with Joe Lombardi, who's a quarterback's coach, Brandon Staley, who was a quarterback in college, we should expect to see that early down pass rate number rise. So hopefully that mitigates uh, some of the risk and regression from Justin Herbert on third downs. And this next graph also shows this. Um, the x-axis is looking at the average yards to go on third down, and the y-axis is the EPA per play on third down, right? So the Chargers were above average on, on third downs in terms of EPA per play as a whole. And they were one of the better teams when it came, when it came to um, not having a lot of long distance third downs, right? Like they were in the top 10 in yards to go on third down. So we can expect that number to maybe increase or even decrease depending on how efficient Justin Herbert is on first and second down next year. So the final point I'm gonna bring up uh, in this video is, uh, is like looking at a quarterback's yards after catch percentage um, in terms of uh, when compared to like their total passing yards, right? So what I really did was I took the number of yards after the catch that a quarterback had and divided it by the total number of passing yards that they had in that season. And I got a, this percentage. And, you know, I thought this was interesting because I think PFF Eric brought this up in his article. Justin Herbert had 
around 50% of his yards come after the catch instead of through the air or like in air yards, right? And I actually found that this was slightly predictive from year to year. You can see that the line of best fit, I know a lot of you guys might not take statistics. I don't take statistics either, but this was super interesting for me to learn. This line of best fit is going up and the R value, which is the correlation value from year to year is relatively stable. It's not completely stable. It's not something we can expect to stay pretty high for Justin Herbert, but it is, it is relatively stable. Justin Herbert had the fifth highest uh, number or fifth highest percentage of yards after the catch um, in 2020. And, but we can expect, expect this to say relatively stable. He might drop down a little bit, right? Just because it's a new scheme and there might be more, more of an aggressive play call, or we see a similar uh, type of production just because Joe Lombardi likes to run a lot of screens and a lot of quick passes when he was in New Orleans or even Detroit, right? So this was another point that was brought up that Justin Herbert could regress, but I also think that this is slightly predictive from year to year and that we could potentially see this number stay, stay the same for Justin Herbert in 2021. So that brings us to the end of this episode. This is actually gonna be part one of the will Justin Herbert regress. So in this video, I took a look at all the data and showed you guys some tables and graphs on whether or not Justin Herbert will regress. The part two will be up later this week and it's gonna be a film breakdown of Justin Herbert. I'm not a professional film watcher, but I'm doing my best to really show certain clips of where Justin Herbert could regress, could improve, and why I think he is going to be a top 10 quarterback next year. And again, the whole point of this video that I want you guys to take away from is Justin Herbert is expected to regress or he, he will regress in areas he's expected to regress, but that doesn't mean he will regress as a whole, right? And we can expect with a better offensive line, hopefully a better play caller and better weapons around him that he could have a top 10 or even top five quarterback season. So I hope you guys enjoyed the video. Make sure to stay tuned for part two. And with that, as always, bolts up.